know it's great when there's a musician who struggles throughout his career. You know he's immensely talented and you try to expose his music to a broader audience and then one day, boom, he makes it. Andy Stokes is all that. OMN called him Oregon's King of Soul years ago. Last year, his song Best Day Ever was a hit. He has a new album, and we'll be hearing something from it. He has sung right here at Catfish Blues at 2460 Northwest 24th Street many times, and he's back today to talk about success. One note, something happened to the start of the conversation, and we're picking it up about a minute in. It really didn't miss anything. Welcome back to Portland, Andy Stokes. You appreciate it more now, I bet you. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm enjoying the journey for however long it lasts. Right. And uh, right. that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, that's great. Man. Yeah. Everybody's happy here for you. I know. Man. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The love from the city is, has been phenomenal, and I appreciate it. Appreciate everybody, friends, fans. Hey, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Portland. <laughs> love you to death for having my back for all these years, you know. Yeah. They kept yeah. coming every time I played. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, so the last time you, 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 you we did this, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't think the album was out yet. I don't think Full Circle was even out yet. No, it was just about to hit. It didn't just hit until October hit. of yeah. October 16, and yeah, then all of a sudden it took off in Europe and uh, and, and charted over there. And then uh-huh. uh, yeah, and uh-huh. I think uh, that song on there I think reached the top 15. Yeah, and then uh, Best Day Ever came out and just took over and went everywhere. And uh, but uh, I, I I gotta ask you because I don't. I mean, it's a great song. Everybody loves that song, right? Yes. But for about three years, I I, uh, uh, I, I DJed at the Joe Bar, you know, down, down next yeah, to Papa yeah, yeah. Hyden's. Oh, yeah, yeah. It ran its course. It's okay. Yeah, right. Right. But one thing I noticed was, because it's not a dance club. Oh, really? It's not even a listening club. Oh, okay. I was, they, You know, they, they, they brought me. I played from 10 to midnight, and, you know, I was kind of uh, wallpaper. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Wow. <laughs> okay. That was a gig, you know. Yeah. And... And I'm playing great stuff. I'm playing just great stuff, the classics, classic soul, and and, uh, and stuff like that, and kind of stuff I play on a radio show, you know. But every time I put on Best Day Ever, something happened. Oh, you're kidding me! Something That's happened. Crazy. People started like dancing, <laughs> and not. I mean, they weren't dancing to to, to Marvin Gaye. I mean, they weren't dancing to. Maceo Parker, but I put that song on and something. What is it? What is it about that song? It, it's a feel-good song. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's uh, you know, my whole journey, my whole, uh, my whole. What's the word I'm trying to find? My, me as yeah. a person. Yeah. I always like to write feel-good music. My uh-huh. thing was, if I got on that stage and I see you tapping your feet, uh-huh. bobbing your head. I know I've got you. You don't yeah. have to be dancing. Yeah. As long as I see you enjoying the music, you got a smile on your face. Uh-huh. I said, that's 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 the joy I get out of it. So uh-huh. I just call it feel-good music. Now, how did that song happen? Um, my wife and I, Yeah. Um, at the end of every day, which we still do, we yeah. just said, before we go to sleep, best day ever, huh. no matter what. Huh. And so we were uh, at a friend's house, um, and uh, Marty and Sherry, who were really close to us, and... Um, and she, uh, Marty heard her say that, you know, to me. Uh-huh. And he said, man, you should write a song about it. <laughs> you know, and I said, well, you know, okay. So I tried for, 
few months. But I just didn't have the right music. It just never felt right. Yeah. So when I, uh, you know, when we incorporated my manager B into the situation, he had a, he had contacts in L.A. with uh, a guy by the name of P.K. Uh-huh. And he's done Janet Jackson's, Chris Brown's, and every, you know he writes the stuff for the Braxtons on TV. Mm-hmm. Young, young guy, young old soul guy, yeah, you know, preacher's son. Huh. Yeah, it's actually what PK means, preacher's kid. Preacher's kid, yeah. Yeah, and uh, those PKs are dangerous. Yes, PKs, uh, <laughs> and man, so. I, I sang it to him because, you know, I don't play instrument. Yeah. You know, I sang it to him. He said, give me an hour. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I'll go pick us up some lunch. So we, when, <laughs> me and uh, B, when we got lunch, we came back. He said, well, check this out. And he played it. I said, that's it. That's exactly what I heard. Yeah. I went in the booth, three takes, done. Wow. <laughs> done. <laughs> done. And then uh, so we released it uh, last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And um, Wow. It wow, just, that's right. It's uh, it uh, debuted at 122, and and within a week it was at in the top 30. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then they, they have this, uh, uh, which is really cool to have. They have this official um, independent soul chart, uh-huh. and that uh, went up there and stayed at number one for three weeks. And then they, I just uh, and then that, that also that same chart just picked best ever to be the top R&B song, independent song in the country last wow. year. Out of fifty artists, and then I look at the the artists on there, and it's like, whoa, you know, <laughs> wow, man. So it's been a, it's been it's been a great it was a great year, and nineteen two nineteen is starting out really good, and you know the second single we on the floor featuring Snoop and uh, uh-huh. DJ Battlecat just in the top twenty, and so I'm just riding the wave, my brother. Did did uh, did you actually get to, get to meet? Them? I met Snoop. We, yeah, him, Vicky, and I went to a studio and uh-huh. and. Uh, and hung out with him, and I'm telling you, man, he just like us. Yeah. Family guy, yeah. you know. Uh, it was a great time in there. He let me hear the song he wrote for his wife. He let yeah. me, um, you know, hear his new CD that was coming out that year. And, uh-huh. and uh, you know, we had a great time. You know, he's a uh, great time. And he did, the, he did, the, did he do the track there? Uh, he did the track there. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah it yeah. was uh, he did his thing called uh, DJ Battlecat, who mm-hmm. I wrote the song with. Yeah, travels on the road with him as his DJ, uh, and so my manager B knew Battlecat through yeah. Lance Pierre, who yeah. was the engineer who did all the Death Row jams, Snoop, yeah. Dr. Dre stuff back in the day. Right. So we got a hold of Battlecat. I said I want to do a, a, a funky dance track, you know, called We on the Floor. Mm-hmm. This is what I hear, and so then I'm so I'm at Battlecat studio, and we put it together and. He said, why don't we get Snoop, see if Snoop get on it. He played for Snoop. Boom, we got and Snoop. <laughs> Snoop did his thing on it, and I went, you know, it was great. It was great. It was great, great. That was like, I never thought that would happen. Yeah. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. That right. was a surprise. Well, yeah, you're, you're not known as a hip-hop guy. No, 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 no. no. I'm a funk guy. I'm a funk right. R&B guy. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and um, so... But I know Battlecat has always had these grooves, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. it, so I incorporated it. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, You know, my theme was uh, uh, the theme of shafts kept going in my head. Is that right? <laughs> you know, so that's what it hits up. <laughs> and so we put it together, and and that was his first time trying to do an R and B record. Uh-huh. You know, because we couldn't make it too hip hop because it, it wouldn't get played. Right. And so right. Um, it worked, and uh, I, I was shocked. When it got on the adult R and B charts, <laughs> I'm going, "What the hell?" Well, 
you know. Times are changing. If it's good, it's good, you it's know. It's good, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and that's part of this new album? Yep, new album called Now. Now. And now. Uh, Best Day Ever and We On The Flow is on there, uh-huh. you know. Um, I actually, there's a song on there that I wrote with um, uh, Portland's own Phil Baker. Really? Yeah. Which one? Um, um, which one is it? Uh, that Thing You Do. Is that right? We recorded up at his house. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the second single that second song that I've recorded with him that made it to a record um, back in the uh, oh. '80s when I was with Coolar. Yeah, the single from Coolar was "Victim," which Phil and I wrote. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, Phil Baker's amazing. Oh man, good man. He's you know he uh, of all the all the, the many many um, tunes that Pink Martini has has recorded mm-hmm. over the years. His tune. One of his tunes is my favorite Pink Martini tune. Oh, yeah, he's my favorite Pink Martini tune was not written by Thomas Lauderdale. Oh, it was wow. written by Phil Baker. Oh, wow. And it's a beautiful, beautiful bossa nova. Really? Couldn't be more beautiful. I got to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I really did. I got to check that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, man, you've been, you, you must have been knowing Phil for a long time. Yeah, I've been knowing Phil, you know, through, you know, through Gina. Gina used to manage Kular for a while. Uh-huh. And so then I met, I met Phil when I was, we were in L.A., and she had just met him and started dating him, and and uh, and um, and uh, you know, good guy, man. And then yeah. uh, when I, yeah. you know, I lived in Beaverton, and she lived around the corner. So, and then all of a sudden we just hooked up, and mm-hmm. him and I wrote. He said he had this groove, and I came to his house, and boom, there it was. <laughs> there it was. Yeah. <laughs> it must be nice to be able to you know, go back and, and 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 work with people that you worked with a long, long time ago. Yeah, it, it, it does. I mean, now that now, now that I've grown and learned a lot more of yeah. how to write a song, and uh-huh. and uh, still not playing instrument, but you know, having the contacts of people who do know how to play keyboard or yeah. bass or whatever, and, yeah. and collaborate, collaborate. I love collaborating, uh-huh. collaborating. Uh-huh. I learned it at the Grammys when I was sitting there watching those people come on stage. You know. Brenda Carlisle wins a Grammy for such, 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 such. Yeah. But there's six, seven people on stage coming with her. Right. You know, so. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and yeah. that's what I'm seeing in Portland now is the collaboration of mm-hmm. artists. I mm-hmm. see Lisa playing with Ben Rice or yeah. or, or uh, uh, Kevin Selfie playing with, uh, you know, um, Karen. Right. And, you know, it's just, right. it's just beautiful to see. It's beautiful to see that everybody's coming together. Even the young R&B artists that I've been talking to, Ronnie Wright and uh-huh. the Hear Memory and uh, Jared Lawson, uh-huh. you know, all of them uh, are collaborating. Uh, you know, Tyrone Hendricks. Right. You know, they're all collaborating Chance now. Chance Hayden. He's yeah, in that Chance, group. And Chance. I can't forget Chance. I can't forget Chance. You know, him too. All those people. And it's just nice to see. It remind me of the '80s when the bands in the '80s they were serious. They were trying to yeah. write originals and get deals, right, and, right. and 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 this is good to see. And, yeah. and uh, you know, so take us into your into your Grammy experience this year. Oh man, you know, uh, it, it was uh, it was looking like I was going to get nominated. Like I said, I was a couple couple of votes from from being nominated, huh. but you know, still you know, got to go. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's uh, you know to go there and see the people that you you know seen on TV and whatnot, and uh, you know, I'm standing beside Weird Al Anchorage, and, and he's just nice. <laughs> he does look like Terry Currier, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's uh, same hairdo, bro. Yeah. And, um, you know, everybody's nice. Everybody's cool. Everybody's uh-huh. dressed to the nines. Yeah. Everybody's cordial, no drama, you uh-huh. know, and uh-huh. uh, we had great seats. You know, yeah. we were down on the, on, on the first level, and and um, 
you know, and being voted into the, you know, to the uh, Recording Academy in uh -huh. L.A. was a big deal for me. Yeah. And um, yeah. so it, it's just a, a beautiful thing just to see those people and, and, and um, actually learn how hard they work to make their craft work. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. it's about rehearsal. Yeah. It's about rehearsal. If you love what you do, don't don't uh, come out half off. Yeah. It's a half ass. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, if you're going to come and perform, you come at it full, th full throttle. Uh -huh. And that's uh -huh. what I, I, I admired about them and learned about them because that's how I was. You know, I don't yeah. care if there's two people in there. I'm right. singing my behind off. Right. So that two person can go back and say something to two other people. And right. And they come. But um, the whole thing was like. Well, that's why people always come out to see you. Yes. Well, they yeah, understand that. And uh, so it was like. I was in the dream, man. I was dreaming, <laughs> seeing all these stars, and and uh, and uh, you know. I bet you were looking clean too. Oh yeah, I was clean. I bet you. Oh, were. I was clean. Yeah, I, I was clean, my brother. I had them, had them the blue velvet, blue suede, velvet suede, or oh, blue suede jacket with, right. the, with the sparkly blue shoes. Uh huh. And, yeah, looking good. <laughs> yeah. Did, you, did you get a hat for it? Yes, I got a hat. For, for just for, for the Grammys? Yes, I got yeah. it. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, got my little Grammy hat, a little white one. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. I got a white hat. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's every, yeah, it was just a, it was a phenomenal thing. And yeah. it's a, how or how they organize it is amazing. Yeah, with all those people. But, right. Uh, it's good. <laughs> yep. So, well, maybe next year you'll be standing up there carrying well, one of those. Well, I hope so, you man. Know? You know, I'll put the vibes out there to the universe. You yeah. know, hey, bring the Grammy home so I can raise it up and say, Portland, I did it. That's exactly <laughs> what I've been. Those are my words I've been practicing. You well, know. you know, uh, we, we we knew you would you could do it anyway. Well, you, you it guys no matter whether you got any recognition anywhere else, you right. know. Yeah, uh, home Yeah, home has always been at my back. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's uh, always been a great feeling. But you're up north now, right? Yes, my wife is Australian, uh -huh. and uh, she lives and lived in Canada, and she uh -huh. has has had a home up there. Yeah. So um, when I got back from recording the Now record, we moved uh, the renter. She was renting it. Renters moved out, yeah. so we moved up there and then uh, fixed uh -huh. up the house and whatnot. And uh -huh. so we're trying to sell it so we can move back down to the states. Ah. So. Uh -huh. so that's why I'm up there. While you're there, do you get medical care? <laughs> Um, married to her? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> Will I become a citizen, which we're yeah. going to do? Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I do. do. And, and, I don't, and you know what, man? And, and, and I don't understand why we can't have that here. Oh, all I right. I really don't right. understand right. it. Right. It's just so, it's like, their people's like, it's a thing to do. Yeah. Take care of your people. Yeah. But well, you're not the first one. John Gross is up there now. Yeah. He's a great saxophone player. Of course, David Vest. Yeah. Oh, you know, David up Vest moved, uh, found a, a wonderful woman, married her, moved to Canada. Mm -hmm. And four out of the last five years or five out of the last six, he's won a Maple Blues Award for Best Piano Player in Canada. Tell me. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a really it's a, it's a it's a nice place to live. Yeah. People are friendly. Yeah. They're open minded. It's you know it's a melting pot of everybody. Right. So you know it's no. Yeah. yeah. You got every nation up there and. Mm -hmm. The sushi is off the off the chain. <laughs> any any no, let me, let me, the sushi is off the chain. Indian food, Italian food, uh -huh. Chinese food, uh -huh. they're, they're, it's authentic. And it's uh -huh. like, dude, you can give a little mom and pop store, never go wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I when I moved from Baltimore, yeah, twenty two years ago, mm -hmm. I walked around going like, 
Where's my fried chicken? Okay. You know we from back there, man. They don't yes. know nothing about no chicken out here. They don't. They don't. <laughs> you know. You're from my neighborhood. I'm, you know, I'm from Virginia, so yeah. Baltimore's like right there. Right. Because uh, I'm used to like on every every on every other corner, right. I'm going to get some fried chicken. Yeah. Right. Whether I, you know. That's funny. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I got to go to Baltimore and do a radio interview. That was, did you? Yeah, that, that yeah. was nice. And you got, and, 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 no. and, and you. I didn't have time didn't, to. Didn't have any, didn't have any trouble? No, no, no trouble. <laughs> no good. trouble. No trouble. Everything was cool. Man. It's a tough, 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 tough place. It's a tough place. Yeah. Tough it's, place. A, it's a, it's a, it's seriously blue collar for real. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. and uh, yeah. people are nice, so, you know, so. Yeah. Well, they were nice to you because you you were a, you you did the best day ever. Yeah, that song was like number one in the slot. Yeah, you know, so. they got to be nice to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> treated us pretty well actually. Yeah, yeah. So you you said you you learned how to write a song. How how, how, how did that well, happen? You know, what, I, I, what's the evolution uh, of that? Well, the evolution for me when I when I um, got into the music business, I, you know, I had no idea how to write a song. Or whatever, I yeah. I would um, the way I did before, I would hear a bass line, you know, because uh-huh. I'm, I'm an R&B funk guy. I hear right. a bass line or whatever. And how I wrote songs was, I, you know, I would be driving my car, hear a bass line, uh-huh. and then i start singing whatever words yeah. to have a melody line. Uh-huh. And then I, I uh, would go, sometimes I had a recorder and I was singing to it, uh-huh. and I would go to a guy who had a piano. Had a piano. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and so as I, you know, got with Kular and Nate and Doug Lewis and and uh, and those guys, I've watched. Uh-huh. You know, oh, okay, you gotta, you gotta sing the song. You gotta tell the story. You gotta build it up. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes there's a bridge. If, you know, sometimes there's not a bridge. Right. But if you don't have a bridge, you gotta be going up to uh-huh. the climax of a song. Yeah. And then go out. Yeah. And so I just that's how I learned. And then sitting working with Phil Baker, you know, I just learned. Mm-hmm. Just learned. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so I understand now, and now yeah. being on the next level, that uh, you got to write a song that's three minutes and thirty seconds. Right. You know, it's like right. you know, I had to adjust to that. That was uh, yeah. really hard. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, sitting with PK, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. PK's the man. Are you, are you feeling any pressure? Because um, you know, to you know, you you know, once you get a a hit song. Yeah. You know. You you want to follow it up, you know. Right. And the pressure of the pressure you get is is this going to be as good? Yeah. You know, is it going to chart? Yeah. Is are people going to like it? Are the radio stations going to play? That's yeah. the little pressure that you worry about. Yeah. But so you know, I got two in a row. So right. you know, I say yeah. the top thirty, which is visual to the public. Yeah. You get in the top thirty, you consider it's a hit song. Yeah. And so I got two now, and then this new single that I wrote. Uh, it's a ballad, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, this is very promising. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a little bit, a little bit of pressure. Yeah. A little but, bit, but, you know, you know, one of the things I've been, I've been in broadcasting since I don't know 1972, <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that that I had to deal with was I had to I had to please myself first, exactly, because I could do something that I know was that, that was a hit, mm-hmm. right. And then I can do something after that that I know was maybe even better. Right. And if people don't like it, it doesn't mean it's bad. That's right. Exactly. And you that's know? what you got to get to. That's I'm glad yeah. you brought that point up. Yeah. Because I put Best Day Ever out and we on the floor out because it made me feel excited. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I said, and, and most of the time, if I feel excited, yeah, they gonna feel excited. Well, that's right. And, that's right. and, and, and be prepared if they don't. Yes, you know, and yeah. you gotta have thick skin in this business. And, that's for uh, sure. And uh, and I've been blessed because I'm just doing, I'm just writing music, yeah. the same style of music. Yeah. That I did when I was here packing clubs with my original music. Yeah, so I didn't change too much. You know, there were times when I did I did some teaching, broadcast teaching. Of course, I, you can't teach broadcast anymore because there's no more jobs in broadcasting. But, right. um, but, uh, uh, and the one thing I always um, uh, wondered about was. How come they don't teach you what to do when you get fired? Because you're going to get fired. <laughs> if you're in broadcasting or, 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 yeah, or any kind of journalism, you're going to get fired. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Okay? Yeah. But, but, but they, I, would, no, I, I always had part of my curriculum as being like, there's what you do when you get fired. Okay? And, 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 and handling rejection is, is real important. Yeah, you got to learn how to handle it. Yeah, to. it's part of life, yeah, whether you're yeah. doing music or whatever. I know like, you've had your ups and downs. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, I've been through did you ever think you were going to quit? Yeah. Did you quit? Uh, I did. Um, 96. Wow. Um, 97. Uh, got signed with Warner Brothers. Went down to L.A. Uh, recorded, um, was going to record the album. Mm-hmm. I was working with Kashif, who's one of my mentors. Yeah. And... Um, had the single. Uh, I was down there. Everything was good. You know, I got had the, had the uh, condo in Marina del Rey, getting money huh? every week, and I'm, huh? you know, and I'm, I'm living the life and yeah. recording. You know, getting ready to record this album, and and had this great single called "I Don't Give a Damn." Yeah. That um, Kashif wrote about, you know, him messing over his wife, and but I heard the song, and I said, "Dang, man!" I said, "That's a, that's a nice song." He said, "You gotta be brave to sing this song, Andy, because <laughs> you know people gonna think that you you cheated or whatever." I yeah. said, I said. I said, but this, I said, I'm not looking at it that way. Mm-hmm. I hear it as a ballad mm-hmm. for once. Two, it's what everybody in the world relates to. And have a man being strong enough to put his feelings out there. Yeah. People are going to, you know, it could be getting something. Well, everything's going good. Yeah. Next thing I know, the money stopped coming. Oh. I'm going, what's going on? Oh. I haven't heard nothing. I've heard from a manager. I haven't heard from nobody. Uh-huh. I'm sitting here. And so then I'm, okay, I said, well, I'm bored. I'm going to call Kashif, see what he's doing. Call him up. Hey, what you doing, man? You haven't heard? I said, haven't heard what? Uh. Come over here, man. I went over there, and that's how I found out I got dropped. Uh. With no warning, me and about seven other artists. And that's yeah. when they went to Time Warner or whatever they was doing, merging right. AOL or whatever they were doing back then. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, I'm in L.A. Mm. with nothing. Oh, man. Yeah, and yeah. And my saving grace was... I had a friend named Bill Beckman, uh-huh. who was from Portland, that just moved down here to work at uh, uh, UCLA Hospital. Uh-huh. And he had a place over on, in uh, Santa Monica. Uh-huh. And I called him, and he said, he came and got me. Yeah. You know, and uh, I was so, so mad. Oh, so, yeah. I was so mad and yeah. upset. And, and I said, I'm not singing. I'm just going home. I'm getting me a job and live the rest of my life. Wow. And, you know, that's where I was. I was done. Yeah. So I came back, and... Uh, Start selling cars at Curtis Ford. Is that right? Yep, dead serious. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and then I got married, mm-hmm. and um, um, may she rest in peace. And um, the music kept calling me back. Yeah, because the jobs I were getting were going under. Uh-huh. I was at LSI in Gresham. Great job. Yeah, they built a new building for ship and receive, and I was running it. Boom, went under. Huh. You know, all these jobs like in a row went under. Yeah, and so I get a call. <laughs> from the offshore bar in St. Thomas. Uh-huh. You know, Steve Shore. Yeah. You know, Andy, 
pay $1,000 a week and such for, you know, six weeks. Oh. I told my wife, I said, I can go down here and make this money. If you don't want me to go, I won't. Yeah. The music called me back, and that's wow. when I got back down there, did that. And, and um, you know, and when I got back to, uh, after that was over, got back to the Northwest and, and um, got another job, and the same thing happened. So I just said, you know, <laughs> I know I can, I said, my, I said, I can make music. I can make money playing music, and that's what I did. And yeah. then, uh, you know, she that lifestyle wasn't for her, and so we yeah. went our separate ways or whatever. Yeah. And, and um, huh. she ended up passing away from cancer. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, when I got back, man, it was like no, you know, before that, yeah, no, no. Hey, Andy, leave me alone. Really? Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I'm not singing. That's <laughs> what how I was. I was angry, man. Uh, yeah. Angry, angry, angry. Yeah. Huh. You know? Oh, I do know because I had a long career in Baltimore. I was on a, working on a TV show. We had a huge, hugely successful TV show, mm-hmm. and um, and I, I produced a TV show for the mayor. Oh wow! And I had I, had, I worked for advertising agencies and mm-hmm. did all this stuff, right? And one day it was gone. Everything was gone. The girlfriend was gone. The jobs were gone. And I was driving a cab in Baltimore. You, and you understand oh God, how I'm, different that is wow, than driving a cab wow. in Portland or anywhere, anywhere else, right? Because wow. I, I, I was in my 40s. Mm-hmm. And you don't come back from that. Generally, you don't come back. Guys don't come back from that. Mm-hmm. And it was horrible. Mm-hmm. I was driving a cab. And, and, and I, 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 that, that's when the Internet first happened that was in the, in the, in the mid 90s mm-hmm. and I stuck, got on there and found somebody that I, I used to know and decided to write something about some funny thing that happened in my career right and bang I was back I was oh, back amazing. met somebody who was a, a muse moved out here immediately started writing for the Oregonian had a show on 860 a.m. and boom yeah, there's something it's it's amazing. Because yeah. I, I should have been dead. That's how the universe works, man. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Driving a cab in Baltimore, I should have been dead. Man. Because cab drivers in Baltimore was more dangerous than being a cop in Baltimore. <laughs> no, that's the truth. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, you got to. You never know, man. You just never know. <laughs> you never know, my brother. Yeah. Uh, life is uh, funny. And you just got to keep, you know, you got to pick up and keep. And that, that, that was my that was my, my low moment, I guess. I just didn't care. Oh, yeah. I you understand. Know, I didn't care. And, yeah. um, you know, but uh, the universe wouldn't let, let it let it go away. It kept coming back. Exactly. And then they exactly. brought me back to it. And exactly. thank God I went to it. And, yeah. you know. I used I to pick there. people up so, so maybe they would kill me. Oh wow, man! That was like a passive suicide. That's passive crazy. You know, have you ever seen The Wire? Yes, that's me. Oh that's me. man! Oh. All those places. I, you know, of course, that was one when, after I moved here, and I'm looking at those places. And I'm going like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, I was, what right, it is. I was right there. I was right there. I was right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Had him in the back of my cab. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So. Um, uh, so who's in your, who? Who are you playing with now? Like when you go out? Well, I, I, I um, well, since I, I moved up north, it was logistically yeah. impossible to have somebody from here. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and yeah. I uh, and so I need some some players who've yeah. experienced going out on tour uh-huh. and playing big shows. Uh-huh. And so um, I lucked up one night. Um, 
the saxophone player from uh, Heat Wave, Always and Forever. Yeah, Richard of Bellevue. course. And uh, he, um, I was I was playing show a show at Sugars uh-huh. in Renton. Uh-huh. I was I got thir- every Thursday night there, and he was in there heard me sing and yeah. asked me to do a Microsoft gig with him, and I did. Uh-huh. And I met the drummer Ivan Payne, uh-huh. and Ivan Payne had been out, you know, and played with a lot of people. Yeah, and uh, so. I was going okay. Things are happening really fast. I'm I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a band. I said I'm gonna yeah. need a tour band. I'm gonna need a tour band. And um, so the situation here was that two of the guys had jobs, so they couldn't go. Yeah. So that took me out. Took took that out the window right then. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not getting in the way of anybody's livelihood right. like that. Right. So. Uh, Met Ivan, and then uh, he introduced me to the guitar player and the bass player. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, huh. it was like, okay. And so uh, I debuted with that band down at Alberta Theater, uh-huh. and it was a big deal. Great work with pros, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It really is. It's, it's amazing yeah. because the thing that impressed me about them more than anything is when I went down to record that record, uh-huh. they called me up and said, hey, while you're gone, we got the material. We're going to rehearse Tuesdays and Thursdays while you're gone. Wow. And I, I've never experienced that before. Yeah. You know, when yeah. the band's saying, we're rehearsing. And they're doing it on their own. I mean, they, they believe in right. you. And so, right. They, they, and so when I got back and we started rehearsing, there was nothing I had to say. I wow. did rehearsing. <laughs> I mean, we were rehearsing for like an hour. And we're done. Because everything is on point. Yeah. You know, yeah, I had never yeah. experienced that before, uh-huh. and um, and so these guys are phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh-huh. You know, they they, you know, but when you got something to show them, hey, this is what I'm doing. This yeah. is what I'm doing. They, yeah. oh, this guy's doing things. You know, uh-huh. we got to have his back. We got this and that. And they're yeah. and they're professional. And they're you know, the word professional, every sense of the word. I mean, to the minute. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, no, we stopping. That ain't right. Andy, you just hold off for a second. We got to fix something. Yeah. Why don't you go take a break? Now that you're playing big gigs, what's been your favorite big gig so far? Man, um, the Tom Joyner family reunion <laughs> and in Orlando, Florida. Really? And I was me and uh, Bear Bib DeVoe <laughs> and uh, um, 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 uh, uh, Frankie Beverly Mays. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, Raheem Devon. And... Uh-huh. and uh, Man, that was that, that was just so much fun. And then, uh, um, and then my second one was in, in Augusta. Mm-hmm. It's me, people, Bryson, wow, uh, the Hamiltons, um, ready for the world, huh. uh, SOS band. Um, Do they still have the same lead singer? The, the, oh yeah, she's, she's still in that still band, still doing the damn thing. Wow. And uh, <laughs> and so that was, uh, man, just a. All these artists that I had albums at home, yeah, and you yeah. get out that out that SUV, uh-huh. they're escorting you to the stage. Uh-huh. You have this big, big green room, and I walked in there, and the first person I seen was Pure Bryce, <laughs> and then all of them came in there. Wow! And I, you know, and so I'm waiting to sing. Yeah, Pure Bryson goes on, Raheem goes on, mm-hmm. the guy wrote James goes on, the Hamiltons goes on. Everybody's going on. I'm going. So I'm going to promote her. And so we asked her, well, when, when is Andy going to sing? Oh, we, you know, we got, we got Andy. Minnesota Fats got Andy, though. You know, you let them go. So, yeah. 
anyway. Um, so went out there and did the show, and yeah. I turned around, and they were going crazy, and I went in the dressing room with my brother, and uh, people were sitting there, and he goes, come here, where you been? I said, life. <laughs> and I told him my situation, he goes, boy, if, if they'd have got you back in the day when I was coming up, you'd have been something. He said, that voice you got is phenomenal. Yeah. But they did have you. They did have me. They didn't know what they had. Yeah. Man. So that was my, those those three shows. Uh Uh The Tom Joyner show. Yeah. uh, No, the Augusta show. And then the all-female women empowerment show. Yeah. 5,000 women. Huh. In Columbia. Wow. Whoa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's my good. So when you went to L.A., did you did you interact at all with any of your old old band? I mean, I know Marlon McLean's down there. No, I didn't. I I, okay. I talked to him on the phone. Yeah. But uh, I was just I was down there focusing on what on me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want no mm-hmm. outside influence. Yeah. You know, I yeah. wrote these songs. I had the ideas yeah. what I wanted. I yeah. said, okay, I'm, I, I got to do my my way, my songs. Mm-hmm. We'll get with this these uh, these producers. Mm-hmm. And they're going to help me create the beat. And um, I had lyrics. I had everything ready. Yeah. I just had to find a song and put it together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so that's what I did. Huh. That's what I did, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. I went down there. So for once in my life, I'm going to write what I hear and, and see how the world takes it. And if they don't, yeah. I did it. Yeah. You know? Did you ever run into Liv on the, on the road? Um, no. Uh. No. I always hope. I thought I, I was hoping to, to run into her in New York. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now that would be a duet. I, man, I, I would love to do that. A would, duet, that man. would be a duet, man. you and Liv. Ooh-wee. Oh my God, Oof. that would be a ooh wee right there. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> telling you, that would be. That would be. We actually, you know, I've reached out to her, so yeah, we're gonna try to make that happen. Yeah, that's good. She's, she's, I, got, she's, I got to make it happen with her because she's uh, to watch her, you know. Grow into what she is now. It's oh a yeah, beautiful thing. Man. Well, I'm you so remember when she her. started? So proud of her. She used to stand up. She used to sing with Joey Porter and stand up on the stage at Old Jimmy Maxwell in a running outfit. Mm-hmm. No, she didn't stand up. She used to sit on a bar stool in a running outfit. Now she was still singing great. She was still writing great. Matter of fact, I think she still she she may still do some of the songs that, that, that she wrote back then. But it wasn't it wasn't like yeah, live yeah <laughs> no. Uh, Liv is amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Really what she is. Yeah. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you coming in here in the morning. <laughs> oh, man, I'm good, man. Uh, you know, I, I I've, uh, I, I've been uh, I've been getting up early lately because I'm yeah. not, you know, on the road or whatnot. So. Yeah. When do you go out again? Um, March. Where are you going? Um, heading to um, Columbia. And then after that, it's Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. And then it's Miami. And then it's Miami, then Orlando. Huh. Then I think Charlotte. And, That's nice. And then, um, you know, still waiting to hear about the Tom Joyner cruise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm waiting to hear about yeah. that. So have you have you signed Europe yet? No, getting ready. We talk, We just started talking to them. Yeah. So. Yeah, she started talking to those people about getting. Well, over they there. love you there. Yeah, that's right. Well, the, the song did well over there, right? Yeah, the song did very well over there. Um, the, the full circle record did very well over there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, well, you know, everybody's watching here in Portland, going like, I know him. 
<laughs> it all started right here, man. I know him. But now you know. It all started right here. I saw him here. every week for years and years under candlelight. Amazing, huh? <laughs> Ooh, missed that place. Yeah. Every, you know everybody misses that yeah. place, yeah. you know? So. Um, this is about the closest thing we got to it. This is it. Catfish lose, you know? Catfish lose. Yeah, indeed. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, to death. Listen, we're going to go out with a new song. Okay. Tell me a little bit about that. The one with Snoop. Just um, it's uh, introduce. Um, it. uh, it's uh, this is Andy Stokes. <laughs> you can really listen to my second new single. It was not new now, but single. We on the floor featuring Snoop Dogg. Wrote the song with DJ Battlecat. I'm very proud of it. It'll make your body and move. Your head tap and your feet shake <laughs> so yeah okay Watching the doobie movie I'm pleased to be pleasured Extreme with the measures As I scheme with the brothers I'm plotting and planning Hip-hopping and jamming If this is the opera Then Battle Cat You're the phantom Yep, I'm on site on page And you can catch me Crip walking like Right on stage Oh, here we go Everybody come on, do what you want, what you want. And yeah, we moving 